our two cents. With Oscar. I gotta say, I'm getting better and better at this every single time. Welcome back to R2 Sense. Welcome back. This is your host, Oscar. I don't even know how to say that in Spanish. I always try to say it on whitewash. Oscar. It's Oscar, I guess. That's the right way to say it. Oscar. Anyways, today, see, this is... This is one of the subjects that I have a lot of passion for, it, but I do not practice. But I recommend a lot of people to try such a thing as to um, meditate. Um, I think meditation is a... <coughs> it, I, excuse me. I, I think meditation is much needed for people that have... Uh, a busy lifestyle that uh, everything seems to be going and going and going and going and nonstop. Um, but that's just what I believe. But today, we'll, we'll be talking to uh, his uh, TikTok handle is Venerable Chi Dao. He's a, a, a Buddhist gentleman that he's a, a, a teacher that teaches uh, people how to... Uh, uh, meditate and, and, and how to be in that mindset. It's I just find it interesting. Um, there's so many things about that lifestyle slash religion that I I, I I like to learn, but um, we'll see what we can learn from uh my new friend. Um, uh, as far as I understand and I know. See, I, I skipped what National Day today was, too. But anyways, that's not important. That's not important what National Day today is. All you need to know is that today is August 4th, Wednesday. And we are here. And we are going to keep doing this. And we're going to wait till the gentleman answers our invitation. Anyways, happy National Day. Well, you... But this is a great day because it's it's a, it's a national day of uh, a little bit of things. It's not a national day of like six things like we had uh, on, on Tuesday, right? That was like six different national days on one day. Anyways, but happy National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. Now, chocolate chips are, are I should I say, are they overrated? I doubt that they're overrated. No, they're not overrated. They're, I think there's a next level to that. And I don't know if you've ever tried uh, chocolate chunks. Now, those things are on a different level. Those are on the level that will give you diabetes if you keep eating them the same amount every single day. I guess any 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 sweets will give you diabetes if you eat them too much. And 
The second national day is National Coast Guard Day. Um, that's, Is that a branch of the Army? I don't know. I don't know, but I think they do the same thing, right? They protect, right? They protect the waters. But if they protect the waters, what is the Navy for? For airplanes, I guess? Who has... No. What does the Navy do? I don't know. I'm 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 not even savvy in any of that realm. But yes, today it will be National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. But I'll I'll, I'll add an extra step to it. Let's say it's National Chocolate Chunk. That that'll be like an alternate an alternate to to that uh day. I need to stop messing with this microphone a lot. Uh, 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 um, so we are going to wait one second. We are on a hundred and seventy fifth episode. What a journey this has been for us. I remember when I started, it was just I wish I had this much done. I wish now this is wow, how do I even describe that it I think my dog got too excited and it jumped a little bit too much. But we have to correct those jumps, unnecessary jumps. She got too excited, and she got my face. Um, poor little thing. She hadn't seen me all day. She jumped on me. But that's not what I'm doing. I, I just noticed it, and I know somebody's going to say, oh, what happened to your face? My dog. Scratch me. She got too excited to see me. Anyways, but what was I saying? Chocolate chunks. Not good for you, but they're delicious. It, we pay, we uh, uh, us, we enjoy paying us a, a very high price for all the junk that we eat, and we just keep shoving it down our gullet and, and just keep eating them. And, and even though most of us know that a lot of the foods that we eat are not in any way, shape, or form healthy for us, then. I, I, is, I don't know what to say. I, I don't even know. I, I find it offensive when people don't want to know the information. And, and especially all, all, it, it's the older fellows that are. That was interesting. Anyways, it's the older fellows that are. What was I saying? I lost my train of thought. Anyways, so we are, he's, he's in our, our admin room waiting for me to admit him and we'll allow him to join us. Um, that'll be Venerable Chi Dao. Let's have him join us. Mm. Hello, how are you? Hello, how you doing? Oh, I can hear you perfectly well. <laughs> how you doing? I'm doing good. How about yourself? <laughs> good, 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 good. Yeah, nice to meet you, by the way. I'm going to, 
my name is Oscar, as I told you earlier and in, in our conversations. I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us who you are and, and what you do. I think I lost you. Okay. Oh, we just froze to her. Oh, you froze up there for a second. All right. Oh, you're back. You're back. Okay. I was saying, uh, I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself and, and tell us what you do and, and who you are. Okay. So my name is Venerable Chidao, T-R-I-D-A-O. I am a Theravada Buddhist monk. I've been a monk for going on my sixth year. I reside here in Florida. At the current time, uh, I am considered... Um, the TikTok 911 monk. Right? Okay, awesome, awesome. That's where I found you. <laughs> you or know, also known as a urgent care monk. Okay, uh, not okay. I recently appeared on uh, TikTok probably about a good six, seven months ago, and that's where everything went viral. And clearly, there's a lot of young people out there in search for spiritualism, in search for the path to peace. Because right now, everything is chaotic. Clearly. Existent of the uh, coronavirus, COVID nineteen, um, and uh, before becoming a monk, I was a interpreter, serving all areas of law, and serving all areas of uh, medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think all of that played a role later on when I became a monk, uh, in regards to my experience and um, how I get to witness all of the pain and suffering in people's lives throughout the way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, um, I think that's what people see nowadays is the collective, uh, experience in my lifetime, uh, to now apply the teachings of the Buddha and psychology to help people. It is, uh, this is what I don't understand. Is, is Buddhism a religion or a lifestyle? How, how would you describe that? So it can be seen as both, in depending on where you are. If you, for example, live in like uh, Thailand, then it is more re- religious. It is more of a religion. Um, many venerable, one of uh, some of the most notable um, senior monks, such as uh, Venerable Ajahn Jayasaro, has called it a a religion of education a religion of system of education. And I will most concur to that. Uh, It's my standpoint that it is a philosophy where I stand with it myself. Um, So it can be seen as as both, but more of a philosophy way of life. When we look uh, historically into Venerable Titnyakhan, this wonderful author right here, Titnyakhan, right? Okay. Very well-known Buddhist monk, that have appeared with Oprah and Dr. Martin Luther King back in the days. Um, He has uh, said that there were Catholic priests that came to him and practiced Buddhism. And as a direct result of that, uh, they became a better priest. I I can see, I can see why. I mean, the the spiritual aspect of it gets improved, right? Yes. Um, that, that thing that you have right behind you, that resembles a lot. I, I was raised Catholic. It resembles a lot of, um, from, from Catholics, from, from the, I forgot what it's called. I'm, I'm pretty sure you pretty, um, uh, you know where I'm going with this, right? But where they put the, 
the um the air quotes body of Christ that they use, um, mm-hmm. it, it, it looks similar to that. What 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 is that used for in in uh in what you do? Yes. <laughs> so this is the eight spokes. This is uh, the Dharma wheel. Um, this represents the noble eightfold path. Okay, the eightfold uh, path. What is it? Sometimes this could also be replaced for the image of the Buddha. Oh, okay. If okay. if the image of the Buddha is not present, this itself also uh, is the Buddha, as it reflects the teachings of the Buddha. Okay. Yeah. Now, now the Im- and, I'm sorry. Go on. Yeah, the the noble eightfold path is the path to achieve liberation, um, true inner peace, true inner happiness, and true inner liberation by following the noble eightfold path. It start with you know right view, you know right action, right livelihood. It's you know a right uh, concentration, right uh, mindfulness. So, but we'll go into details. <laughs> that, that's what each one of each one of those. Uh, what, what are those called? The the spokes. spokes. Yeah, spokes. one of the eight spokes. That, that's what each one of them. Uh, uh, it stands for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it represents the, it represents the noble eightfold path each, oh, okay. for each path. All right. Um, how important is the the image of of, of uh, either the those that you have right behind you or the image of a uh, Buddha? How important is it? Is it as important as the Catholic religion? Because because they adore those images. The Catholics do. But is, is it is it similar to that or is there uh, nah. any adoration so, involved? Not 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 so much. It, it, the most important, I would say, is the teachings of the Buddha, the teachings of the Buddha. Right. Uh, which uh, so people need reminders. We humans, we simply forget. And therefore, when we see the image of the Buddha, it's very peaceful. Uh, most of the time, the Buddha is closing his eyes. Most of the time, he's in a lotus meditation position. Mm-hmm. And that reminds us to also uh, cultivate awareness and mindfulness by meditating. So, you know, a lot of people ask me, for example, is it appropriate for me to get like a tattoo of the Buddha on my body? Ah, uh, is that appropriate? So is my standpoint, yes. And uh, it depends on where on the body. Typically, you want it above your chest. Um, okay. So when we monks are, when we're holding the image of the Buddha ourselves, when we're holding the image of the Buddha, it is typically chest level and higher. Oh, okay. So, of course, you wouldn't want to put the image of the Buddha elsewhere, like on your leg or something like that. That would That would be disrespectful in other areas of the world, such as Thailand. Now, it was brown on. Right. Is that is and Thailand the birthplace of Buddhism? No, it's uh, India. In oh, okay, okay. That's interesting. Yes. Is, does that include a I don't I don't know. I just know him by the way that looks and, and, and I'm not and I'm not trying to be disrespectful in any way. But the other one that um that has the multiple arms is it I think so it's an those, elephant. So those Buddhas mostly you see in the Mahayana tradition of school of Buddhism. Okay. So there are three primary school of Buddhism nowadays, and there is the Vajrayana tradition. Uh, for example, the Dalai Lama okay, that I belongs that to that one. school of Buddhism. You have the Mahayana is mostly you see in China, Japan, Korea, and then we are the school of elders. 
which is the Theravada tradition. Okay. So it all started with us. Then okay, historically down the road, there's uh, the split of the schools based on certain disagreements about what people heard in regards to the teachings of the Buddha since he never wrote anything down. Oh, um, I just wanted to finish up the uh, the image of the Buddha and tattoos. Yes, so please. I'm sorry. I'm jumping all over the place. <laughs> oh, it's okay. <laughs> it's uh, my standpoint that I would rather have people have the image of the Buddha on their body above their chest as the reminder to be mindful, as a reminder that they've chosen the path to peace, as a reminder, what would the Buddha want you to do in this moment? Okay. Versus them uh, tattooing a picture, a Glock 17 nine millimeter on their arm or a grenade mm-hmm. or anything else that promotes violence or reminds another human being of violence. You know, we see the sticker, what will Jesus do? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, you know, well, what do Jesus want you to do right now? So the image of the Buddha could replace something like that, such as what would the Buddha want you to do right now? Would he right. want you to let it go? Would you react in anger? Would you accumulate bad karma? You know? Right. So it makes people think, stop thinking, re, re- reflect in those moments that they're very heated. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you came back to the the image thing, uh, the, the the tattoo and putting it on your body. I have a a family member that uh they are very evangelical, and she was telling me that the Bo- Buddhism it's it, it's a uh, one of the devils, uh, air quote devils, um, religions. And she was telling me that every time she sees the image of the Buddha, she she gets goosebumps by looking at it. But I'm like, but Buddhism has nothing to do with any of that. That's supposed to be one one of the because I knew it as a religion. So I, this is what I told her. I knew that it was a religion of peace and love. How is it that that happens to you? Maybe it's you doing it to yourself, saying that this is bad because that's what you're being taught. You know. What what's your thought when when you hear something that somebody treats that that way even even though you already know that it's not in any way shape or form meant to harm anybody? Yeah. So. <laughs> so in in modern day, right uh, to this very day, twenty twenty one, we have. We have this monk in Myanmar, which is formerly known as Burma. Okay. And his name is Venerable Wiratu. Wiratu, W-I-R-A-T-H-U. He's uh, quite on fire on uh, YouTube. Okay. Now, what I mean on fire, number one, he's getting a lot of uh, attention. And number two, is, a, is a not a good thing. A fire also means anger and hmm. hatred in his heart that he has spread hatred towards the people of Rohingya, uh, the Muslims okay. in, uh, in Myanmar, uh, to the point where they have started to kill each other. Not good. And so now on my viral TikTok, people are, 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 are saying, I thought you guys stood for peace. Um, uh, so what about people in Rohingya? Uh, people in Myanmar. What about the Ro- Rohingya people? Uh, 
-hmm. So because I don't live there, I cannot fully comment on it because I'm not with, uh, you know, we're too. I can't really comment on it. But we can see clearly that hatred, well, anger and hatred is amongst all of us as humans. The Buddha knew that. The Buddha knew that 2,564 years ago. And because of certain views, this man has turned to the dark side, or so it appeared that way. Uh, no true Buddhist, and particularly ordained monks, would ever turn into the dark side because they understand and see clearly the workings of law, the law of uh, karma, the law of cause and effect. So, I mean, that's his karma. So nowadays, in 2021, when people uh, say that, oh, you know, uh, if this image reminds me of something different other than peace and compassion, there's a likely chance they may have been exposed to the other side that does not look so good. That makes sense. Um, and that's something that is beyond my control. The Buddha have cautioned us to look inwards, not to judge other people, but to look at our own faults, to find our own faults, and to tend to look, work on them. This is easy right. for any of us to judge. I don't like yeah. her because she is da 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 da. I don't like him because he's da 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 da. But what good does that do when we still have active suffering in our life? That yeah, that's the most important thing, right? To get rid of that suffering. And, and, and as a as a return, it, it all it's all. I think of it, it that it's all a circle. You get rid of that suffering, then you feel better, and then you're not putting that type of negativity or, or that type of bad karma out there. Yeah, that's that's interesting to know that there. That, that, well, of of course, there would be that that side as well too. Because if I if, now that I'm thinking about it, I think about the Catholic Church of of the things that they that I'm gonna say air quotes the air quotes they did because I wasn't there. So I mean, but we know that well, I guess we have uh, been taught the history. I should say we have been taught the history of what they did. So I can see how it would be easy for. For a, a group to gravitate to, to to the negative side of it, and and that's the sad part, you know, because I think the the religion it it's it's a thing that we've all have needed throughout history to 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 be a community. That's that's what it's needed for for a community because it brings people together. It is good. I I. That that part of the of religion of whatever lifestyle uh, uh, that they have community, I enjoy. But the other rest of it is just like ah, uh, you you don't know what to do with it. It, it put it, at least for my for myself, it puts me in a place where I'm like, it, is it right for me to deny that completely, or is it right for me to just be like, I don't I, I just said that deny it completely or or embrace it. I I. I I have a struggle for it. So that's why every time somebody that asks me what religion I'm from, I my answer is always, I have a conflict of interest with religion. <laughs> um, I, you know, it just so happens that I gravitated towards Buddhism because it makes the most sense to me. It is scientific. It is something that I myself could measure and see results in regards to my own peace. Mm -hmm. So I invite people with a sense of curiosity and openness and flexibility in their mind to, to try it out. Um, because, I mean, with any religion, 
um, the, the, the Buddha himself was very confident. He said, listen, you don't even have to believe me. You don't even have to listen to me. Uh, this is what I teach. And I invite all of you to test my teaching to see if you yourself achieve peace. And, this, and you yourself uh, see if you see results in it. Do not mm. take my words for it. So I will concur with the Buddha. I mean, it's my job as a monk to prove the Buddha wrong. I haven't been able to do so. <laughs> hey, right? I mean, it's been, your karma has been proving you right, left and left and right, right? Right. <laughs> uh, you know, everything from the teachings of karma to relationships, to the management of money, to leadership, uh, to the political world that we see out here, the educational system, the teachings on our mind, the teachings of our thoughts, of our feelings, um, all the way down to the middle way. I haven't been able to find anything that is questionable or that makes me skepticism of it. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I went to college for four years and I'm trained to look at research. I'm trained to know what's good, what's not good, what's true, what's not true, and how to test it out on a scientific method. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, so that's what I would say to, uh, to people, to invite all of our young people is to have a sense of curiosity and mm. ask themselves, you know, hey, if I try this meditation, uh, let's see how well it works out for me. Right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it's like, you know, I, I tried meditating for maybe like three months ago, or maybe a little more than that. I, I'm, I, I'm not too certain on the dates, but I tried it. And I believe that it's one of the hardest things to do. You can't, at least for me, if I sit there on, on, on the couch trying to, you know, concentrate on my meditation, my brain starts firing even more than it normally would. And that's the hardest part, to shut that part off because... I know I want to sit there and just be with a blank mind, but I can't because either if I start thinking, oh, my butt's hurting on this chair. Oh, I had to go do this. Oh, I had to drink water earlier. Oh, all these thoughts come to my head, whether it's a good thought or a bad thought or, or, or a thought that it doesn't matter or has nothing to do with the day. It always comes to my head and, and I find it to, to be hard, really, really hard. I like to say that, I managed to keep it quiet for a minute, but I don't even think it was a minute. I think it was probably 10 seconds and I'm just telling myself it was a minute. <laughs> so <laughs> the harder we see it, the harder we feel it. Oh. Those are red flags that tell you, you've got too much going on in your life. These are red flags uh, in meditation that tells us we got too much going on. Um, we don't do well sitting still. We don't sit still with the silence. We don't sit still with our thoughts, emotions, thoughts and emotions. Mm -hmm. So therefore, if we want peace, we should really start figuring out how to slow our thought processes down. Um, if not, you see that, I mean, our whole life, no one told us to, hey, 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 slow down a little bit because we were on this wheel. You know, where mm -hmm. after high school, then things start to pick up and you fall in love. You have kids, you got friends that invite you to, to go partying. Of course. Um, so, you know, it's a never ending wheel that just keep going and going and going and going and going. And if, if we were to stop, then well, especially at a young age, if we were to stop then we would feel like we're missing out. And so yeah. therefore, that's why it's so difficult for young people to stop. Right. You know what I find hard? 
to do is uh, I find it really hard to think that I don't have time. That's my biggest thing that I that, that gets to me. It's like my head keeps going and starts going and starts going. And then I'm over here thinking to myself, I don't have time. I got to do this today. I got to do that now. And, and the the days go on and on. And, and I feel like my clock is running out. And I can't shake that. That's 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 another one of the parts that I can't shake shake me my feelings of, of uh, my time running out. Yeah. So... <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> in regards, <laughs> the management of time is a very tricky thing, and, and we lose track of time, and we sometimes don't know to prioritize. Well, our mind is always competing for number one, what is most important, and number two, what is what is requiring our attention right now. You have to step outside of your mind to see. What it what is so important right now in your life? Now, when I'm teaching meditation to people and I'm guiding them one on one, typically, when someone suffers greatly and um, they are tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired, and they said, "That's it. I'm going to do something about this now." And uh, my health is important. My mental health well-being is important right now. My physical health is important right now. As a direct result of my mental stress, it has affected my my work. It has affected my family. It has affected my sex life. It has affected the way how I sleep. And uh, I will go at any length to find peace, uh, whatever philosophy or religion it may be. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that will dedicate themselves to this path. They will drop everything because now they see the dire consequences of, of what that stress can do to them. Right. So for those who tell me uh, the excuses, explanations, or reasons that I don't have time or da, 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 you know, it will come to a breaking point where you will hit some sort of a rock bottom. Or if you overwork yourself, you will end up in the ER and uh, when they stick an IV in you, hopefully that kind of wakes you up. Yeah. Uh, we have to be sick and tired to be sick and tired to start prioritizing our health. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. You know what? In, in 2015, I got the biggest I've gotten. I got to 255, 255, 260, around there. And I'm, I'm just bringing that up because uh, you're, you're talking about, about tired of being tired. That's when when I got to one fifty to two fifty five. I'm sorry, I realized that I was tired of just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Cause I did, I tell this story too to everybody. <laughs> I was sitting on the forklift. I used to work a, a warehouse, so I was sitting on the forklift and I could feel my man boobs sitting on my stomach. So I was like, "Ooh, that's not good." <laughs> and that's when I realized that I was tired of being tired. And I started working out a lot. And I felt a lot in my life ease up a, a lot more. And that's when I came across uh, meditation, too. And that's when I started trying to implement it. But like I keep saying, like I, I was telling you right now, it has been one of the hardest things that I cannot stick to. But I always come back to it because I, I, I want to. I want to get good at it. I want to get good at shutting my mind off because, like I said earlier as well, I, I think it's a... Uh, 
it's a, it's a important for us to be able to just shut it all off and, and and live the moment, you know, right right now, just not worrying about what what's going to happen tomorrow or, or or what happened, what already happened. Most of it, um, shutting off. I mean, that's probably impossible to do because our mind is designed the way that it is in order to to ensure our survival. Okay. So shutting it off is not the key. It's very difficult shutting it off. I mean, I mean to me that would sound like you're dead. I mean, shutting off is when you're dead. <laughs> it is the mind's job is to produce thoughts, and if you're trying to stop those thoughts from 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 arising, I I, I haven't met anyone that that says, yeah, you know, I I was able to shut it off like it's a switch, <laughs> without being a pronounced clinically dead. <laughs> right. So then there's nothing going on, right? <laughs> yeah, I think the key and the art here is to observe them without judgment observe them without jumping the gun um and when certain anxious thought arises like i need to pay my bill i have two more days to pay my bill and if that thought was to arise it is a thought of anxiety that you know we need to get this done and so a lot of people freak out right right away because they cling on to it if we approach it with intelligence and patience and wisdom we can approach these thoughts the river of thoughts the content of these thoughts and we can approach it you know in in a way that is peaceful and we don't have to freak out over them mm -hmm. um that's just one example right and so the key in meditation is to slow down our thoughts so that we can see each one clearly so that we can see which one deserves attention which one has a sense of urgency and how we uh, approach it with wisdom and intelligence to tackle them effectively. Because, I mean, how many of us have freaked out over like, just the smallest thing? You all know? the time. You know? All the time. Every day I freak out about the smallest thing. <laughs> you know, it, 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 that's what I'm telling you. That, 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 that's why I want to implement this in my life. Because I, I know it will be beneficial for me and, and for my whole family as well, you know. Yeah. Wait, I, I wanted to ask, do you do you believe that uh, Buddha was actually a person? What did you say, 2,500 years ago or so you said earlier? Do you think that was a, an actual real person that actually walked this earth? Or or, or is this something like like, like it, it came to be? That question is important and it's also not important. Of so course. One, so Siddhartha Gautama uh, is was in fact historically proven did in fact exist. Hmm. And actually, where's the book? The, the the book that gives credibility and evidence is in what Buddhists believe by Doctor Sri Tamananda. Okay. Okay. Um, and one I can actually turn to it that talks about some of the the proof that you know like all of the places where he's been and all of the stupas that they have created in his honor uh so on and 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 so on and you know apparently if someone did in fact exist and if page 38 right here 
let's go through it since you asked that that question. All right. And I'll tell you why it is important and it's not important. Here we go. The testimony number one. So there is seven. I think there's seven. Or there's nine. Nine reasons uh, as to how we know the historical evidence of the Buddha. The testimony of those who knew him personally. These testimonies were recorded in rock inscriptions, pillars, and pagodas made in his honor. These testimonies and monuments to his memory were created by kings and others who were near enough to his time to be able to verify the story of his life. Number two, the discovery of places and the remains of buildings that were mentioned in the narratives of his time. Number three, the holy order which he founded, which is us, the Sangha, had unbroken existence to this present day. The Sangha possessed the facts of his life and teachings which have been transmitted from generation to generation in various parts of the world. Um, and, and it goes on to nine other uh, mm. historical facts. All right, so th that's, that's so I mean, so if you, anyone who wants to get this book, uh, I invite them to do their own investigation. Is it what Buddhists two, believe, right? What Buddhists believe by Tamananda. I'm going to hold it up to the screen again so you can see here. You can get this on Amazon for like, I okay. think, like 10 bucks. All right. All right. I see it. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I had, I've mentioned this book over and over and over on all of my media platforms. So if anyone misses it, they can also go back to it. Right. All right. <clears throat> so, so that's the important part of it is that, yeah, he did exist. And anyone who wants to debate that can have at it. So, and the second thing is, why is this not important? This question, whether he did in fact exist or not exist, is because when you look at his teachings, if you were to adopt his teaching for your practice, you instantly see how you can achieve peace and how your life gets better. You're more psychologically organized. You know how to manage your emotions, your thoughts. You know how to love. You know how to treat your wife. He taught all of those things. So even if he did not exist, well, his teaching really sure sounds good and, and real. Right. It makes you a nice person. Realist. Yeah. Yes. It, it, to, to be a realist. Um, you know, just to, just to examine his teachings alone, and you, one would ask, can I apply this to my life right now? Can others benefit from me practicing this way? Can I benefit from practicing this way? Will my parents notice the difference will my wife notice the difference will my friend notice the difference and do i notice the difference when i lay down and go to sleep at night because no matter who you're with or who you're sleeping with uh I, either you're sleeping with like like having sex with or sleeping with next to in a room you're always alone with your thoughts mm -hmm. yeah yeah, ah. yeah. <laughs> and it is exactly that the buddha taught is how to achieve peace and to reduce mental suffering. Ah, and so when you examine these teachings and, and then all of a sudden you sleep better, you function better, you're more healthy, you're happier. And does it matter now that he did in fact exist or not? Yeah. I mean, as long as uh, the, the teaching is implemented correctly, right? It, it, it's really, like you say, it doesn't matter if it, if it did exist or not. Well, that's interesting. Yes. Yes, definitely. Um, what about the, the, the robe is the orange, the color orange important or, or can it be a different color or. So there's about seven or eight colors. Uh, we can use any colors from the leaves that fall to the ground 
you know, especially during autumn season. Oh. The colors represent death. All of the colors represent death. Um, purple is another color. Purple is pretty cool. I got a student that gets a kick out of purple, kind of like this book that I just held up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rarely do you wear purple, but um, so we can use, you know, red, all the spice colors that you see during autumn when the leaves fall from the tree. Oh, so, so the, go on. So, um, orange was the first available color, was the first available dye back in the day using barks and leaves. Um, in summertime, I usually, well, in summertime, I usually wear orange so that it deflects from the sun. So it doesn't get so hot, particularly right now in Florida, it is extremely hot. Humid too, right? Um, I'm sorry. Humid too, right? Yeah, really humid, oh, real, really hot. So <laughs> I use the advantage of the bright colors to deflect. Um, and then winter times, you know, uh, more muted colors. Yeah. Now, when when uh, when you chose to follow, fo- I'm sorry, when you chose to follow the path that you've uh, that you've engaged in, it, it being a, a, a venerable, right? Um, did you? had to drop everything everything that the 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 like say everything that attached you to i guess the, a regular life so i was fortunate enough to have experienced all the worldly pleasures in my life you know i'm 34 and on or around 20 oh it's been so long 34 minus 6 so you get like 27 or something like that yes yes 28 so I got to experience, yeah, you know, I, I have fallen in love. I have fallen out of love multiple times, um, you know, uh, had sex, um, had a lot of friends, uh, went out, uh, had a lot of jewelry, you know, all the worldly pleasures that all of us uh, got to obtain and possess. I was able to go through all of that. Um, what did it for me was when my grandmother passed away and my best friend Jacob Hall passed away in 2015 was when I hit rock bottom. Yeah. And that was when I decided, and of course me and my mom never got along. So (laughs) everything sounded, everything just, um, I just hit rock bottom. Everything just came at me all at once. It was very overwhelming. That was a senior year of college for me, and I had really bad ADHD at in my college days. Um, a lot of relationship issues. Um, didn't know how to love, so I figured maybe I should go to school and study how to love. <laughs> well, that's one way to start, and, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, I was taking care of my grandma at the time. It was just chaotic. It was just uh, the typical chaotic life of a young adult of a of a of a teen trying to figure young it all teen. out, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, I, 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 Jacob was like a, a brother to me. I'm the only child in the family. I never had, I don't have any siblings. So mm. Jacob Hall was uh, my best friend and we did everything together. We, we played airsoft together. Um, we were at the time going to go into law enforcement together. Uh, you know, we were just, he was so chill. He was just something about him that was just so chill. And I felt right at home uh, being with him and vice versa. And the the night that I ate dinner with him and his girlfriend, everyone was all happy and, and dandy. And then the next morning, you know, she called me. She said, Jacob died last night. In his and, sleep? You know, so that, that came immediately after my grandmother had already passed. So I was trying to heal from my grandmother's passing. Mind you, she's the one who got me into Buddhism. 
and now Jake just dropped dead at age 21. Oh, I was what I was to that I was 26 20. something like that at the time. Okay. Yeah, I I was on a suicide mission. Okay. Everything I did was designed for me to just spiraling extinct. out of control. Yeah, I was spiraling out of control. Just uh, doop, doop, doop. <laughs> and so I strategically I started to strategically give up a lot of things um uh in order to head towards the path to peace, started cutting off a lot of drama, cutting off a lot of unnecessary people, started to look at the science of my life. So now when I am counseling people one-on-one, I tell them to put the word me in the middle of the page and start drawing drawing lines out on that piece of paper and work, school, home, girlfriend, boyfriend, relationships, drama, you know, uh, ambitions and goals. Yeah, you know, just start looking at just start looking at the details of your life, and then just ask yourself, what's going on here? What can I cut back in order to achieve peace? And what 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 is worth continuing, and what is worth cutting back? You know, mm-hmm. and so, um, yeah, I was, I never regretted the choice that I made in becoming a monk. It was one of the best thing I I ever did, and you know, everything else in my life. <laughs> right, right. It's that's crazy. Um, that that it, it took your grandma was the one that got you into this, but it took uh your friend to uh to happen whatever happened to him, right? In order to finally push you into into whatever path you've chosen to now. That's that's interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, I had started veering towards Buddhism since uh, fourteen years old. Um, and matter of fact, upon talking to another person today. I actually rethought about how many years that I have actually been meditating. And I think it's 14 or 14 and a half. If I go back to the very first traffic ticket that I got, because the judge says, yeah, you need to do community service. I said, fine, I'll go around the corner and do community service at this temple. And that was the start of me exposed to the statue of the Buddha, the chanting and the meditation. And I was like, wow, what is that language that these monks are chanting? And, you know, it, it was like, it was, it was awesome. It was awesome. It was as if in my past life, I was a monk and I re- instantly recognized language. Wow. And that's what it felt like. <laughs> so uh, Venerable um, Bu Fung uh, started to teach Samatha meditation, in breath, but out breath, tall. It's like a mantra. But. Butto. So Butto means Buddha in Thailand. Okay. So I meditated that every single day at the temple from 7.30 to 8 uh, wow. for about 14, 14 years, for about 13 to 14 years. Um, and I disciplined myself at that age, 14 years old, 15 years old, 16 years old, and so on. Um, 14 years old. I know that if you want it bad enough, there is no if buts about it. I had girlfriends in between those times. And listen, when that seven o'clock hits, I'm at the temple from seven to seven twenty. I'm listening to that chant. End of story. I don't care if y'all got drama going on or not. Not my problem. Right, right. That is that was that was like my sacred time. That was like me time. Period. That, I mean, you can call me narcissistic or self-centered, but I was going to go to the temple no matter what. Unless you had to find the your earth peace. broke in half. Right, right. That's right. 
So off, off I went and, you know, it, it, it paid off later in life. So the accumulation of discipline, the accumulation of sitting there and meditating later when my later, when I hit rock bottom and I went to take on a, a year long silent retreat up in Gainesville, when I actually sat and meditated, boy, I tell you what, when you taste peace, it's like, wow. I, I've shared this experience before. Um, one of the nights from 11 p.m. until about 1 or 2 a.m. within those three or four hours when I meditated, I was in nirvana. <laughs> and it was it was like this dark space, kind of like the Simpsons, you know, kind of like, a, you know, you see little white stars in a dark space. Right. I couldn't feel any more physical pain. I couldn't feel the sensation of my body. The summertime meditation took me to this place. And I know I was there. I know I was there. So a Buddha is one which knows, mm -hmm. right? If you know what you're doing, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You know. If, if you know that you're reading, if you know that you're washing the dishes, if you know that you're walking, in those moments, if you're not thinking about the future or the past, you are now a Buddha in those moments. Right. So how many, how many enlightened moments do you want in your life? And that was amazing. And my, my body just went there and I, I know that I was there for about 20 minutes, but by the time I opened my eyes, uh, it had been four human hours. Wow. And I was like, what? It's crazy. <laughs> I was looking, I looked at the clock and I was like, no, <laughs> no, where was I? That was another plane. That was another existence there. So venerable Yuta Tamo, who has a hundred thousand followers on YouTube, once told the story of a woman who kind of left to heaven and she was in heaven for like a couple hours and then she came back. And by the time she came back, her husband already like spent like 60, 70 years on earth. So I could describe that I actually went to, to heaven whatever that heaven was, even though it was dark and not like cloudy, like we think it is. Um, right. And under definition of enlightenment, I did in fact, uh, got to that enlightenment for 20 minutes, 20 minutes, heaven time, you know, but four hours on or about three to four human hours. How, how, long, you have you, how long have you been meditating when, when, till you were able to do that? Cause you say you started at 14. How old were you when you did that? So, yeah, that was about after 15 years of meditation collectively. Wow. And you were only, it felt like 20 minutes. Wow. That's, minutes. that's interesting. That That's, see, it, it, it also, when, when somebody tells me they had an experience like that, it makes me think, like, then what is real if, uh, if we are, if, if there's humans that are able to do what you did, like, is this life even real or, or, or what are we waiting here for? You know, it makes me question that, that, that aspect of life as well. You know, nowadays when I meditate, uh, a lot of things don't also come up a anymore. Um, when I closing my eyes and I meditate like on the beach, like if you ever just look at some of the pictures of me meditating, uh, you will see it. You will see the peace that, that, that manifests through the face. Um, yes. and you know, a lot of things don't come up anymore. It, the, like the past doesn't come up anymore. Some people's past haunts them 
Um, and some people are so anxious, full of anxiety that it, it's not peaceful for them to close their eyes. Mm. I, I will also give this analogy. So your doctors, like brain surgeons or heart surgeons, they spend, oh goodness, like 20 years right after high school. Right. To become a heart surgeon, brain surgeon, they invest about about up to 20 years maximum uh, in order to get to the point where they can operate on your brain without leaving you paralyzed from the neck down or right. so long, on and so on. It's a long process of the learning. SWAT the SWAT team, like LAPD, NYPD, uh, they train countless of thousands and thousands of hours for that moment when someone takes you hostage, points a, pun points a gun to your head, and the hammer of the gun is back, and the subject's hand, the subject's finger is on the trigger. And I mean, anyone sneeze wrong, the gun goes off and you have a bullet in your head and you're done. The SWAT team is trained. The windage, the, the velocity of the bullet coming out of the sniper rifle to end the suspect's life in order to save you. Mm -hmm. So when you take my... 15 years now going on like 19 years, right? It's got to be 19. If, if I did it at 14 and now I'm 34, I mean, pending pending the validation of the ticket, pending the validation of the ticket, one could say I'm approaching near near close to two decades. And that that story is to inspire people to start meditating now. And you don't need 20 years to get to that point. Some people can achieve uh, that bliss maybe a couple months, maybe a couple years. It depends on who the person is and where they have been in their life. I apologize. No worries, you know, no worries. That's 911. <laughs> um, it depends on what has gone through your life, your life history. Um, you know, the history of addiction, uh, the history of trauma and the history of abuse, one could take a little bit longer or a little bit less. You have to try it to know, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Like I said, that's why, that's why it's one of the things that I like to learn because I, as you said, it was beneficial for you and I'm pretty sure it definitely could be beneficial in, in anybody's life who implements it the right way. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, oh, the other thing I wanted to ask you is, uh, what about uh, like does uh, Buddhism mess, uh, experiment or use any type of uh, psychedelics when when you guys meditate, or is just all meditation strictly meditation? That question came hours and hours ago. That question came at two p.m. today. Uh, another person was interviewing me to do a podcast. Oh, okay. And they <laughs> And I have uh, hundreds of those questions on my TikTok about what, where do Buddhism stand with LSD and psychedelics and shrooms or I don't know what's going on. I've never tried it, so I wouldn't know. But one of the precepts in Buddhism, one of the five precepts in Buddhism is to refrain from intoxicating substance. And that means any sorts of substance, alcohol, drugs, uh, you know, you name it, shrooms, um, you know oxycodone, hydrocodone, weed. <laughs> you name so, them, all of them. The, 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 the point here, the key here, is that your mind is already delusional without it. Your mind's already tripping. Your mind's already tripping without it. Yes. And now you're just compounding your mind, tripping even more. You know, just now, ooh, 
But yeah, you're already sad and now you're just putting stuff, you're just now just helping your mind. You're just compounding your mind to now have more illusions, more delusions, more hallucinations. Um, clearly the Buddha did not use LSD. You know, clearly back in the Buddhist time, there was no antidepressant medication. You know, they cured most of their problems by and through meditation oh, alone, cool. alone. They had grave respect for the Buddha, and the Buddha said, sit, breathe, don't ask any questions. Right. And guess what? Everybody that breathed, had unshakable faith and confidence in the Buddha, and did not ask any questions. Just follow it, right? <laughs> Just follow it, yeah. No, but I... I wasn't uh, asking about uh, LSD in particular. I was just thinking more of uh, psilocybin and DMT. That's what I was thinking more of. But it, it falls along the same the same line, guidelines, right? Correct, yes. So it's my hope that people start to use less of it. Because, see, even if, even if LSD and psilocybin, which I've read articles on psilocybin before, um, years ago. That's, that's like, that news is like six, seven years ago when I took notes on psilocybin. And how it, is it, it opens is it, up. Isn't it psilocybin? Yeah, yeah, wh okay. whatever, how you ever you pronounce it. <laughs> that one, and okay, go on. If I use just every day, I, I, could, I get the pronunciation down to it, to the T, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> right, I don't use it every day. I don't, I mean, the only things I've tried is a uh, mushroom and other drugs, but as far as psychedelics, it's a, uh, it's mushrooms, the only ones that I've tried, and weed, you can call it psychedelic. So, so let's say weed or uh, psilocybin, or whatever. You guys get get where I'm coming from with yes, this. So yes. Even if even if you achieve peace uh, uh, from it, and it, it opens your third eye, your fourth eye, and you get to another plane of consciousness, and if you achieve enlightenment and nirvana, look. My next question for those users is that: So what happens when you don't have it? How do you get there? Right. How do you get? There? Yeah. Yeah. That's you know? yeah. Um, Let's talk about sex for a second. So there's also something called mindfulness sex. So you apply mindfulness into sex so that you can have more quality sex. You know, we know that teenagers now have uh, erectile dysfunction from watching too much porn. So sensual desire is one of the teachings of the Buddha. And so, uh, so say if we were to replace weed and replace psilocybin or, 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 uh, what is that? LSD with Viagra. And let's say, yeah, you know, we got this pill that's called Viagra or Cialis or whatever pill you want to call it, XYZ. And it, we have great sex when we use it. One would ask, oh, what happened when the pharmaceutical companies stopped making this? You know what? You are very knowledgeable and you're in a different set of, uh, of mind and you, you have a different thinking than most of us. Most of us don't even think of what's going to happen when I don't have the accessibility of, of that. We don't ask that. And, and, and that's why, that's why I, I, when I saw you, I wanted to talk to you because I'm like, just psilocybin, uh, DMT, and all that stuff cannot be the only answer. There has to be a different way. And obviously, I've known about it for a long time. It's just I never had the opportunity to have this conversation that I'm having with you today. I've never had it other than it presented itself. And I was like, I want to, I want to talk to him, see if he wants to talk to me. But yeah, it's interesting. We, we don't think about that as a, as a regular person that, that uh, tries to meditate. Yeah, I definitely do not. 
I don't even cross that mind in my in my in my head. That thought in my head, I should say. So I had a best friend of mine that I grew up with, and um, you know, he sat in the car with me, and he said, "Can we stop by this place? I need to get some more kratom." And I was like, "What? What's what's that?" And he said, "Yeah, you know, it, it treats my lower back pain, and you know, it's good stuff. I only trust this place. It's potent over there. I get what I pay for. It's very expensive." Of course, I have to caution myself not to, you know, be judgmental or put my two cents in and just kind of observe. <laughs> I observe a lot more than, and I, the, the timing of my advice has to be right. right. The skillful timing of my advice. But, you know, in my head, in those moments with one of my best friends, I just internalized just the suffering of having to rely on Kratom. Mm-hmm. So, what does that mean? The suffering of relying on Kratom or the suffering of reliance on anything on XYZ or DMT or LSD or, you know, which is now we go into the details of it, which is the money to obtain it. Yes. It gets pricey. The suff- yeah. The suffering of, of obtaining Money, hopefully it's clean money and not dirty money. Like, yeah, I gotta go sell more weed in order to get kratom. I gotta, I gotta sell more guns in order to buy LSD or cocaine or whatever. Okay, right. uh, and if you don't do it the legal way, then now you have DEA agents, ATF agents watching over you while you're trying to make money to support your addiction or reliance on you know LSD. Okay. Right. Hopefully, the place where you get it stays in business, depending uh, how ethical and moral they are in their business practices. So there's a suffering of that. We live here in Florida, so there's hurricane seasons, and hopefully the hurricane doesn't blow off their roof, or they file for bankruptcy, then they don't exist anymore. So now you have to find another place to find quality Kratom. And then the list goes on and on. Just sit there and think of ways that could go wrong that you relying on this and one day is not going to be there forever. Do you really think it's going to be there forever? You know, my school is not there forever. The, the, what, what is that school that they tore down of my middle school? You know, it, like all things conditioned are subject to impermanence, said the Buddha. Right. Yeah. I, I just like see I'm sorry. So I like everyone to to explore that, you know, yeah, okay, it's it's great, it's good. We feel good when we take it, when we smoke it, when we snort it, when we inject it. Like that's great. I mean, if if that is your middle way, then have at it. The Buddha has no judgment in regards to how you find the middle way. The Buddha says that whatever's too extreme, you might want to relook at that. Too much sex, too much uh, LSD, too much sleep, too much drinking, too much water, too, you know, it's not good for you. Too lazy of anything, you know, sleeping all day, all night, not working is not good for you. Playing video games, you know, getting lazy. And the Buddha's like, find your middle way. And so if you were to say, dear venerable, my middle way is snorting cocaine, then one would ask what happens when it's not there. How how would your mind react? Now, now you go into withdrawals. Mm-hmm. Now you got to deal with that, yeah. You got to deal with withdrawals. You got to deal with the anger, the... I mean, just all the emotions that comes with can't get what you want. So in the first noble truth is what is suffering? Suffering is wanting something and you can't get it. 
and getting something that you don't want, like a flat tire or STDs. <laughs> yes, you definitely don't want so, that. World to like, you know, hey, wake up and uh, reflect on these things. That's what the Buddha wants you to do. He's trying to wake you up. Woke, woke. Right. You know, yeah. get woke. I don't know how you're going to use that. That, that term That term gets used uh, way too much. It doesn't get used in the right in the in the in the right sentence, right? That that word woke. Yeah. 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 That yeah. That, I I had another question that slipped my mind because <laughs> I, I was saying that. Um, but yeah, uh, it's 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 a it's a lifestyle that uh most of us don't like because we think it's it's hard. Because when I saw you, it, it, I, I was baffled because I was I my thinking about a a person that's that's like you the six years uh, what I'm sorry not six years which is fifteen years. 15 years into, no, more than 15, into Buddhism. So, uh, the 15 years of meditation, that's, that is particularly calming meditation. And then the, 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 four, the past four years has been samatha, I'm sorry, vipassana meditation, which is insight meditation. It's a very advanced level meditation. Okay. But when you say so you, put, you put the two together, you get about on or about 19 years of meditation. Okay. But my, what I'm saying is, I would have thought my, my perception, I should say, my perception of, of uh, what you do is that you gave all this away. You gave all this up. You you don't want anything to do with technology because you want to keep your mind zen. You want to keep a, a, a level head. And that's why my thinking was like, the people that do this are not here. They are out there. They are out there calming themselves rather than what what most of us do on social media is just just look at just look at what's going on in the world and either get scared or get mad at what's going on i would have thought that i I mean i was thinking i should say that there was nobody like you online but i was wrong and and it's great because with this conversations that you're having with other podcasters as well you you're getting the message out there and it's getting more out there even though there's a lot of people that are that are seeking for that path and there's no way that they have anybody that they know that that can tell them hey buddhism might be able to help you but it, 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 when you're online and they see you online and, and you give them that message you know it, it might get to them and and it might motivate them to start actually start doing it and that's why I was I was excited when I saw you because I was like ooh I want to talk to him see what he See what he's about it, and I'm I'm I gotta say I'm really impressed with what you do, and and I gotta thank you because of, of what you're doing, and you're putting that message out there of of uh, keeping the peace, you know, and because that's that's important with the with, with what we have going on all over the place right now. But yeah. yeah, I think part of my inspiring journey is because I think people see. It's amazing. There's a lot of there's a lot of monks out there that they can gravitate towards. There's monks out there that's a lot more experienced, more educated than I am, more experienced, uh, longer years of being a monk than I am. But they've gravitated towards me, and I think that they see uh, my life journey in my eyes. That I think that they see the peace. They see the message. They they see my history through the tone of my voice. Mm-hmm. How how real it is. This is a real person who have suffered so much as a young man, and that he did something about it. 
um, and he figured out an intelligent, effective way to save himself. Right. The Buddhist said, no one can save you. No one can and no one may. You must save yourself. So everything in my life that I have done, all of the studies, you know, in my family, we have doctors and lawyers across the board. Um, I am the only one who studies psychology. Oh. One, one must reflect, wow, you know, he dedicated to studying the human mind, the way how people think, feel, and behave. You know, well, I, I, number one, I did it for me. I, I did it to like save myself. Like, you know, I recognize my weakness and the, the courage to say, yeah, I, I'm wrong in these relationships. When you have three girlfriends tell you, hey, you're controlling. Well, maybe it's not them. Maybe it's you. And I started pointing the finger inwards and I said, oh, crap. You know, I'm going to do something about this because this is not the way to live life. This is not peaceful. And I'm going to have a reputation of being this controlling guy down the road. Um, if, if I don't do something about it and you know, and one of the very first book that I suggest people was the cognitive behavioral therapy book. It, it ran away, but it, it, this is the workbook, but the, they have the book and then the workbook. So I'm just showing okay. you for an example, what it is. So this book saved my life again, save my life. So people need to figure out how to save themselves. Right. Um, and that's exactly what the Buddha taught is to save yourself. Use the teachings to save yourself and then inspire other people. Uh, when you achieve peace yourself, you will inspire other people. And that is exactly what I did. I achieved peace. And as soon as I got that aha moment, that awakening, and I was like, got it. It's verified. Facts. <laughs> That's how you do it. Facts. <laughs> and I was like, okay, all right. Well, time to pick up this phone and whatever this TikTok thing is, let's, 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 let's send, send it out. Let's put it out there and whoever gets the message gets it. Um, if they heal, if they yield and heed the advice of the wise, then they too will be wise. Um, you know, that's just simply put in my whole life, I was a student and my whole life, I listened more and spoke less so that I could really figure out what's going on in the making sense of our world. There's right. a lot of information, competing information, uh, information overload in our world right now. Oh yeah. They're, they're and you know, when my professors spoke, when people who were older than me spoke, successful people, you know, businessmen, CEOs, when they spoke, uh, I tend to gravitate towards successful people because I wanted to be successful. And, um, you know, it, you put all that together and this is the making mm -hmm. of this particular month. Right. Yes. And, and, and like I said, I'm, I'm glad that you're out there and, and you, you are very modern because you're putting you're putting the message online and it, it, it's getting out there and it seems like like you you're growing every every day every month it seems like you're growing even as a person I'm pretty sure you're still growing you're, you're not done doing that as well right even though you've gotten to the level that you're at that's that's very important that's so in Buddhism we have 45 of these um, so you know like for what example in Christianity there's one Bible we have 45 of these. And there's commentaries on top on top of commentaries, so I'll never stop. I think I'll stop when 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 my body stops. But it's going to be a constant researching, constant studying, and constant interpretation. So the world has more um, to look forward to. Definitely, yes. And I'm I, I want to say, man, I'm really really happy that you exist and and that you're gotten this far into it, and that I've gotten to talk to you. I'm excited about that even more because now I can say I've met a, a Buddhist and. 
and actually share what you shared with me. And I'm going to try to implement a little bit of what you what you shared with me today, because like I said at the beginning, it's something I'd like to to learn. Yeah, uh, well, Reverend, Reverend, Reverend uh, is it Chi or Tree? Chi Dao. Yeah, okay. So maybe, I mean, if you, if, you were to, if you were to pronounce it the Chinese way, right, it's Chi Dao, Chi Dao. Chi Dao. But uh, in American way, you know, it's just, it's kind of like C-H-I, so the Chi Dao. <laughs> okay. I wasn't sure if I said it right when I, when I, was, uh, when I started record, the recording, but I think I got it right. T-Dow. I'm sorry if I'm saying it wrong. I apologize. <laughs> but yes. Hey, no, no, no. It's just that just so happens to be, you know, my, my name. I don't attach any importance to my name. Of course. Uh, being, being a monk, we also let ourselves go. We don't, we no longer identify uh, our body or our, our title or status. So we, I'm just a visitor here on this earth. And uh, it's just uh, when I discovered the path to peace and achieved it, I just want to give that back. And when I depart from this earth, so that's just, uh, you know, I'm, hopefully I get to take another rebirth or something like that. Right. You know, like people don't know who I am and they make fun of me out, out in the streets. And I don't take that personally. Anything that people call me or, or they say or anything like that, I just pretend like I'm just another passerby. That way we don't ever get easily angered or uh, frustrated when people can't pronounce our names or, or address us properly. And, you know, this is, you know, it is, it is what it is. <laughs> right, right. Of course. Of course. I'm, I mean, I mean, like I said, I'm happy that you're at the, at that level of which you're at. And hopefully one day I get to be there because I plan on keep getting better and better every day. That's my goal. And, and hopefully I, I reach it, you know, I won't stop till I get there, I guess I should say. <laughs> and even if I don't get there, I mean, I'll stop till, like you said, till your body, till my body stops too. <laughs> and I want to thank constant. you. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. It is a, it's a constant self improvement for all of us. We're all, you know, we're we're always trying to better ourselves. Like the quote I learned in elementary school: uh, "Good, better, best. Never let it rest until your good is better and better is best." You remember all that since since since. <laughs> You have a better memory than I do. <laughs> that's a, that's another one of my problems. My memory is way too short, and you know what? Maybe maybe I'm realizing right now what the problem is, and I don't want to say it because I don't I don't want you to judge me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> my problem is is uh the weed. That's the problem. But like I said, I, I'll I'll get I'll get to where I'm going eventually. But I I won't stop getting better. But allow me to thank you very much for your time. I know I know that you're a busy gentleman, and, and, and thank you, thank you so much for giving me this conversation. I really, really appreciate it. And I, my gratitude is, it's, 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 it's I, don't, I don't know how to measure it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. So, you're most welcome. Any, you know, I, anytime you need to reach me, you can reach out to my uh, platforms, Instagram, Facebook. I do one-on-one -on -one sessions with people for you and for all. Um, you know, it's uh, some trying times and we're still battling with this new Delta variant. So yeah, the stress is going to keep on coming. Stress not going to stop. Just like the bill is not going to stop coming. Yes, so, for sure. They don't stop. <laughs> yeah. I make myself available to the public and I teach for free. So anyone can reach out at any point in time. It's a, it's a, a pleasure um, 
talking to you. It's a, a lot of joy talking tonight. I got a kick out of this. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know what were you going to ask, and I was like, uh-oh, here it comes, there here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, my, my goal is, like I said, is I, I, I'd like to know what you're doing because hmm. what you're doing is, is really interesting to me, and, you know, there's so many paths that people choose, and everybody's path is different, and I like listening to, to those paths that people embark on. But yes, right. and I hope that you weren't getting, <laughs> I, I hope that you weren't get, expecting me to be any sort of disrespectful because that's not what I've been trying to do at all. I was just asking questions. <laughs> and Thank you go, so much for having me. Yes. Go ahead and, go ahead and plug your, your, uh, your, your, your TikToks or whatever. Do you plan on, on building a, a YouTube in the future, in the near future for you? Or are you just going to keep going with what you're doing? I do have a YouTube. It oh. actually, the uh, actually uh, all this is is live on YouTube right now. Actually. Oh, okay, great, great, okay. <laughs> um, YouTube just actually unlocked a community uh, post something that allowed me to now record live when I'm giving teachings. Like for example, on the beach, it was a requirement that you needed to have at least a thousand followers to do live mobile on your phone. And that that just happened tonight, so I was super excited. But yes, awesome. I do have a YouTube. It's a Venerable G Dow, or you can put just put G Dow Monk. I mean, you if you Google my name T R I D A O Monk, uh, you're gonna see all sorts of podcasts that I was previously uh, given. My YouTube, my TikTok, I'm just the whole thing everywhere. I'm, I'm, awesome, yeah. awesome. I'm happy that you're that you're getting yourself out there. Thank yeah. Thank you very much for doing what you do. I really appreciate it. Please, uh. If you can send me all your links so I can add them to the description of the podcast. And yeah, that's it for today. And I'm really grateful that you're out there and I will definitely, definitely will bug you in the near future again, because I got a lot going on here that, that I need to fix too. <laughs> yeah. Myself included. It doesn't stop. Trust me. This is as long as we are in this body of a human, we are subject to, everything that life throws at us and we just simply learn the way how we're going to respond to it peacefully. Yes. So. That, that's the goal. That's Thank what I want to learn. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you for having me. May you all be well, be happy, be free. May you all be free from mental suffering. May you all be free from physical suffering. May you all realize the light of your own true nature. May you be healed and be a source of healing for others. Thank you very much. That being said, I Thank appreciate you your everything. time. <laughs> Down to the, I'll see you next time. <clears throat> wow, ladies and gentlemen and non-binary folk. What did, what did I say? I was I was expecting a more serious person. I was expecting somebody that uh that didn't want to be asked so many questions that wouldn't smile. That's 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 really what I was expecting out of him, but you know, he's a lot different than I thought. And like he says, we all need to keep a level headed head. We all need to figure this life the right way. And, you know, he's right. I was over here thinking that uh, all the psychedelics that you would do would be really helpful. But I, I guess there's nothing better than meditation. <coughs> Excuse me. And... 
I'd like to thank him again for giving me the chance to talk, to have this wonderful conversation that I had. Thank you, Mr. Chidao. I appreciate your time. It, it's a uh, venerable Chidao. Thank you very much for uh, allowing me to have this, this awesome conversation with you. I, I, I had a great time with you having this conversation. And yeah, thank you very much for allowing me to be having this conversation with you. Thank you. And please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check out his YouTube channel. I'm pretty sure there's something that we could all use from, from, from his channel. Thank you very much. Again, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Please hit that subscribe button. Thank you very much. And that's it for today, ladies and gentlemen and non-binary folk. I appreciate all, all of you. Thank you very much. And on to the next one. Deuces.